G'day partners and welcome to this week's episode of Bet With Brilliance. It's the preview podcast for Queensland Oaks Day. Uh, I'm a pretty sad Broncos fan as always and uh, joined this week, he's back from a bit of sick leave, is Jared Fish, the Sydney writer and analyst for Brilliance. Fish, how are you, mate? G'day, Jack. Punters, uh, yeah, going well, mate. Bit crook last week, but I've got through it. No COVID and um, you should be used to Brisbane losing games by now, shouldn't you? I'm sadly getting to that point, but uh, I've been called a bunny poacher last weekend by uh, the girlfriend's old man. He's a bit of a, a bit of a South fan, so uh, I'm just going to stick it out until next year when Adam Reynolds come and and uh, hopefully things will get better, mate. Uh, as you know, and as the punters know by now, this podcast, the rest of them with the Brisbane Winter Carnival, they're all sponsored by Southern Cross Bet, 100% Australian owned and operated. Uh, the app's out there for Apple, and I'm not sure about Android at the moment. Uh, I'm a bit of an Apple boy at the moment, so I um, have noticed that the app's been improving a lot lately on the on Apple there, so uh, the boys are working through a few of the kinks. Uh, I'd have a chat to Luke and, and Jack, as if you haven't already, uh, some really great daily promotions there. And if you do look to have a bet with them, please do remember to gamble responsibly. Fish, uh, you missed the pod last week. There was a couple of angles there recorded on the Thursday night. Obviously, I was with uh, Lloydie. Uh, I was head-to-head with him at both Supercoach and, and uh, Broncos taking on the storm. And then you and I facing off this week in the brilliant Supercoach, which has uh, started pretty hot. But... Uh, also, mate, last week, and we've just had to clarify this, punters, last week was Derby Day. Uh, had Kukarachi get up in the Derby. Uh, Vega won, winning the Kingston Smith. Tiger Malay at uh, round 15s there won the Sires. Uh, I was able to find one winner on the day and had a couple of each way odds get the placing. How did you find last weekend, Fish? Yeah, well, mate, going through the form for this card today... Um... Sort of taking a bit of a different approach because last weekend it was very open and I did actually backed every single race last weekend each way and it ended up being like that. I mean, there was, what, five or six or seven double-figure winners last week. So, uh, very open car to racing. But, uh, yeah, from opponent's perspective, I definitely emptied the emptied the pocket. So, it wasn't too good. And then even my best bet in Sydney, April rain went down as well, which was disappointing. So, fresh start in June I'm looking for. That's it. New week, new me. So, who'd you have for star of the week last week, Fish? How'd you go? Did you have a have a look at anything there? Yeah, mate, my star of the week, I just gave it to Apache uh, Chase in the Fred Best Classic. Um, just jumped out well, led it a pretty good tick. It wasn't wasn't slow at all. And then um, was able to power home, be too strong. Punters have probably been a bit too harsh on uh, Ayrton. I mean, three wins in a second in a Fred Best in your first four starts is pretty good. And as you know... Uh, the Eagle Farm track can uh, put a few horses off, so probably been a bit harsh there. But anyway, yeah, I gave my star performer to Apache Chase. What about you? And, uh, before I go to my star of the week, yeah, it's definitely a very good point that you make that a lot of horses can struggle that first trip around Eagle Farm. And I mean, he sort of looked to have every chance to put Apache Chase away, but um, but couldn't get the job done. It was. Uh, if you're watching the Thoroughbred Central coverage like I was, it was incredible scenes to see uh, the trainer, Desley Forster, for Apache Chase. So, uh, really cool story coming out of that one. Mate, my star of the week and rider of the week go hand in hand here. I'm sure you probably know who I'm going to go with. It's Vega One and Jamie Carr. That Ve- Vega One I've had a lot of time for as a horse over the last couple of years. 
Um, so really good to see Vega one get a win and and uh, going forward towards a Stradbroke, uh, looking at really good form. Jamie Carr is just incredible. That ride, if you've seen, I think the footage that Seven Horse Racing put out through Instagram and Facebook, it was just a wall of bums until that gap opens up 100 metres out and she just shoots through it. Uh, it was an incredible ride. Yeah, absolutely. Um, only one other thing I wanted to mention about Ed and that worries me a little bit. He watched the replay pretty closely and Amish boy and Paradis were absolutely hitting the line better than Ayrton as well. So there was a few weeks gap between runs for Ayrton and first Gold Eagle Farm. But I mean, I think uh, he was favourite for the Stradbro there a bit earlier. So that was a bit of a big call. But yeah, totally agree with you on the ride of the day, Jamie Carr. I'd actually call that ride of the year, to be honest with you. Thought it was um, quite unbelievable. I mean, yeah, you can watch that replay 30, 40 times and the gap literally, I still I haven't seen the gap. She just somehow gets through there. But anyway, she's um probably the best in the business at the moment. So, yeah, certainly the ride of the, ride of the day goes to Jamie Carr. Absolutely, mate. Uh, we had the Let It Ride bet for last weekend. Uh, I'd gone to the Brains Trust, which was yourself and, and uh, Lloydie. Uh, prior to Saturday and decided to back myself in. Uh, I was speaking about it before we started recording. I'm a bit of an idiot. Savadiano was uh, vetted the day before. Uh, obviously, Kingsford Smith stayed there. I decided to stick with her. I thought she learned to win, but uh, was found wanting a bit in the straight by the looks. So I uh, couldn't get the chockies there. We'll move on to this weekend, though, because uh, really good card of racing to preview, Fish. There's the Group 1 Queensland Oaks, a few three-year-old fillies that I think you've got a really good grasp of. Uh, it's definitely a lot more than I do. And the, the Group 2 Morton Handicap, uh, winner of that race, Fish, gets an exemption into, a valid exemption into the Stradbroke Handicap. Uh, got to pay a late nom fee if you're not uh, not on the on the uh, nominations, as far as I know. Uh, so a big car to race in a preview and a, a few anglers to go out there. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, like we said about last week, it was very open and looks like there'll be plenty of uh, more open races this week. Uh, a couple of tricky, tricky races to work out from the map, but um, looking forward to going through them all and hopefully find some winners. Absolutely, mate. Uh, as you know, obviously returning back to Eagle Farm, track's currently rated a good for the rails out two metres. It has been raining all day in Brisbane punters, which has really caught me by surprise uh, when the heavens started to open up a bit uh, earlier today. Uh, no more rain predicted on the, uh, by, the, by the Bureau. So uh, expecting it to be that good for, again, their punters. Uh, Fisher was very, very even. I thought last week uh, every horse sort of got their chance. It was very tempo-related. Uh, is that the way that you saw last week go? Yeah, sure did, mate. Yeah, it was very even last week, and I think that's why we've seen plenty of winners from all over the place. So, you know, I'm expecting it to be pretty similar this week. Um, I'm sort of leaning towards one to be probably a, uh, lane three and out in the straight this week, coming around. But um, I've also heard they put plenty of irrigation on this week so far, 28 millimetres, I think, and then showers today. So maybe we'll the track will be a bit bit more forgiving than it usually is, but. Yeah, like you said, it'll definitely be in the good four range and probably still a firm service. But how do you see it? Yeah, I think I think it'll be. Yeah, I think it'll be. It's actually a really interesting point, sort of the track race. I think it'll be a good four, but it'll be 
it'll start that closer to a sort of a soft five, you know what I mean? It'll have that little bit of give. I think it'll be uh, – I think that the old ratings, they used to call it a dead five, uh, and then it was soft six and seven. So uh, that's sort of a dead track. I think it'll be just a, a almost the perfect track for racing there on Saturday. But we'll, uh, we'll move forward into the cardfish because the first race has a couple of angles there to come at, one that I – that we tipped on the, the pod in his last start, actually. Yeah, mate. First race is the Tab Venue Mode Benchmark 80 Handicap. With that horse you're speaking about, the favourite, Prince of Aragon from John Thompson Yard, $3.30. Second line of betting is Massaf from Chris Wallace Stable. Uh, then you go down to Incentivise, $5.50. Uh, Seller Made from the Kelly Schweeter Yards, uh, $7.00. Traduce seven fifty and then out the double figures. Uh, you had a look at a speed map here, mate, and sticking with the prints, or are you going outside? I'm going to go outside the prints. Having a look at the race map, fish uh, official maps have a bit of a moderate tempo on this one. The eighteen hundred meter shoot at Eagle Farm. If the punters haven't sort of seen a bit of a map of the track, it's sort of on that uh, that turn after the post. Um, so that's sort of that first turn when you sort of like that, when you saw the Derby last week, that first turn, uh, Southern swing and pick a plum from gates nine and eight will go forward. Uh, second line will be happy go plucky and, and Tavion Prince. I think Traduce is on sort of the third line there. Uh, Prince of Aragon from gate 10. It'd be interesting to see if he sort of gets to that, that third pairing with Traduce in, in front of the likes of Sapp and, and uh, the dark, I think Masaf and incentive, uh, incentivize uh, sort of just off the midfield there as well. Salamade is an interesting horse for me in this race with Jimmy Orman on board from gate eight. The way them, the way the track looks and like the, the way they're going to start from that eighteen hundred sorry eighteen hundred meter start punters. I've actually got Salamade. I think got the opportunity to to get up around that sort of that third or fourth pairing and not be as far back as. Uh, as previous starts. So I'll start it off there, Fish, because I've got uh, the the Schweder mare on top. I think the 2,000 metres last start was a bridge too far, uh, chasing Prince of Aragon, and I'm concerned about him coming back in, in distance. That's a bit of a weird... Uh, bit of a weird uh, placement, I thought, from the trainer. So uh, when I go back and look at Salamade's start prior over 1,800 metres, rattled home really well, uh, being beaten only a length by I could do better. Uh, dropping another half a kilo in the weight won't be a uh, disadvantage to Salamade and, and Jimmy Orman sticks on top. Like I said, I, I think it's a really interesting race to start the day from that map perspective. I think that Salamade can go up into those uh, second and third pairings. How did you see the first, mate? Pretty close to the way you're seeing it, mate, but I'm sticking with uh, Prince of Aragon at $3.60 mark there from Southern Cross Bet. I just can't jump off him at the moment because he's absolutely flying for John Thompson. He loves the firm service as well, which is probably – so he'll handle the Eagle Farm track. Um, obviously got the sticky gate, but I think there's plenty of tempo in the race, so stepping back from 2,800 might suit with the pace on. Um, and I, I think he can get over the top uh, late because he's rock-hard fit. And then my danger was your on-top selection, Salamade, who comes out of that same race. And I think you're right. Um, drops back to a more suitable distance here. 
got three seconds from four attempts at the 1800 already. So probably a bit more keen if it was wet. But I think I think those two are the, the ones we should be looking at for sure. Bit of a bit of a two bet pay to play to kick the punters off. You can have uh, about seven dollars fifty and two dollars twenty on the place to sell a mate at the moment is a bit of a saver. That's the way to get it the day kicked off punters. Yep, each way of playing the first. I like it, mate. Race two is the authentic security, the Phoenix, over 1,500 metres. Uh, the current favourite is Volcanic Rock from the Waterhouse and Bot Stable. Uh, it says that there's no jockey name there, but I think there is. Uh, anyway. Yeah, right. Well, Volcanic Rock's the favourite, $2.40. Uh, then you got Verbeck from the Price Stable down here at Kembla Grange near where I live with Nashi Gorilla on board, six bucks. Two to Kaka, uh, six dollars. It's all talk with Steph Thornton on board, eight dollars, and then you have to double figures. Who'd you like in this one, mate? And your pace on Matt for Matt for this one, uh, has volcanic rock going forward with uh, two to Kaka. Uh, no shock to see Volcanic Rock going forward being a Waterhouse bot horse. Uh, looking at the rest of the map, Fish, uh, second and third sort of line there will be It's All Talk Why We Drink Minto's. Uh, who's that horse there? Sorry, punters, Minto's Paradise. I'd lost it for a second. Uh, have you got, I think you'd say Verbex going back and then the rest will sort of make up the field. Fish, I didn't worry too much about the rest of the, the speed map on this race and the rest of the field because Volcanic Rock uh, should really be winning this race. Uh, drawing gate four, like I said just a moment ago, Waterhouse Bot Horse will go forward. Uh, Craig Williams jumps on for the first time. Uh, beaten first up, last start by a, a fairly smart one in Overman, I think, at, at Rose Hill there over 1,300 metres. Uh, trials and, and uh, a win on good decks, the, the horse has, has handled the, the track. So I think going back to a good track will be a positive for this one. And uh, I think that's the uh, I think that's the, the easiest way to start race two is, is Volcanic Rock and that's it, punters. I totally agree with you, mate. You've got um, Volcanic Rock on top with, uh, like you said, Craig Williams on. The form behind Oberman reads exceptionally well because Oberman's uh, won a couple of races now and going quite well. Um, the trials, I mean, the trials prior to his break before that day, uh, first start race were brilliant. Second up of the 1500 is probably a slight query, but uh, he looks like the, the most progressive horse out of the out of the field here. So, And they also had him nominated for Rose Hill and they made the decision early in the week to go up to Queensland. So I think there's a bit of confidence about Volcanic Rock here. Um, the only horse that I like, in, apart from Volcanic Rock in the race, is Burbeck from the price stable. He looks to have plenty of potential, but he's extremely green. He lost in a protest last start, and he took absolutely ages to wind up. But when he did wind up, he looked quite good. So 1,500 is a big tick. But, um, yeah, let's uh, let's go Volcanic Rock on top in that one. Market hasn't missed it early, punters, either. Opened at some corps at $3.50 and into $2.40 at the moment with Southern Cross. I'd be uh, snapping that up as quick as possible. Uh Stand them out in the second and fish. Volcanic rock, done and dusted. That's it, mate. Lock and load and we're off. Race three is my favourite drink, Tropical Cutis Gold Jewel. For our punters, it's actually the Captain Morgan Tropical Gold Jewel. But <laughs> so confused <laughs> the current, there. 
<laughs> the current favourite is Bold Style with Ben Thompson on board at $3.70. Um, second line of betting, Red Chase from the Des Forster Yard for $4.60. And Tumbler Ridge, $8. Mashani Hustler has won a couple of races, is $8. Um, McEwen with Ryan Maloney and Tony Gollan, $9. And then we're getting out to large odds the rest. How's the map looking like in this one? Before I get into a map, you really rattled me with that favourite drink, that tropical uh, whatever you're going with there, fish. And it rattled me for a second. And then I thought, you know what? That day that he had at Ramwick where he was picking them left, right and centre from the yard, had an absolute fill up. I reckon at two o'clock in the morning, you had your laughing gear wrapped around a few tropical cocktails, whatever you could get your mitts on for sure. Uh, map for this one, mate. Mashani Hustler, gate one, goes forward. So does Boom Sarah from gate three. Uh, Red Chase, I think, in this race uh, from gate two gets sort of the suck run and sort of the second pair there with uh, Colpo, DT and Bureau. There's Red Bloom and Great Powers from gate seven. Uh, Bold Style, uh, Safe Work, McEwen probably going back as the rest of the field on this one. Horse that I had on top is from a bit of an inform yard at the moment. That's Desley Forster. Jim Byrne goes on to ride uh, Red Chase for this one, punters. Uh, dropping a bit back in grade uh, from both its starts so far this prep. First up was in the, uh, I believe it was the Victory Stakes. Yeah, one by Nick and over 1,200 metres. Uh, this horse, definitely not a first up horse, has had six starts and only two placings. Uh, then went to the BRC Sprint, was three and a half lengths off Emerald Kingdom. That I thought was quite a weird race, but... Uh, at the 400 metres with 10th and powered into second, uh, sorry, into sixth. So uh, definitely finished off well there. Uh, likes this Eagle Farm track better. It's not run the distance at the track, but uh, separately the stats read very well. Uh, getting that good deck on Saturday, probably the key to this horse. And, and I think he's going to get a really great run in transit from gate two. Uh, the and Forster combination. I think he's going to see another chase winner on Saturday Fish. How did you see it? I'm hearing you there, mate, because I've got the red on top as well. Actually, I'm going the red Cornell here. I've got red chase to win, $4.60. Um, he's a four-time winner on the Eagle Farm circuit already, which is no easy feat. So he's definitely on his home circuit. Um, drawing well in barrier two. Uh, there's not too much pace on here. The two leaders will be... Right in front, and then Red Chase should sit second pair, I believe. And I think that might be perfect for the way that I assume the track's going to play. Peel out and get home strong. And like you said, that BRC sprint, this is certainly a much easier race than that. So I think Des has placed him in a good race here. And then my danger was Red Bloom, $8.50. Or $9, sorry. 3.3 links winner at Ipswich over the 13.50. And the time stacked up to be very similar to the BRC sprint time. So... You know, obviously, as a punter, you can only go off the times. And I guess Red Bloom, she deserves to have a crack in town here. So that's me danger, Red Bloom. And, but Red Chase for the win, I believe. I'm on, I'm on board with you. I'll make a note for the punters before we move on to the next fish. I think I've got this horse pegged as a real winter horse. Uh, you go back and look at its prep from this time last year in that uh, that May, uh, April, May, June period, won four on the trot over 13 and 1400 metres, uh, beating the likes of Soxagon, Thy Kingdom Come, a couple of pretty smart horses in Brisbane here, won four on the trot. So I've got this horse pegged as a winner horse. Uh, and I think, uh, I mean, you look at that prep, uh, 
you know, it took a while for him to sort of get going, but once he got one, he got four. So uh, I think Pegged as a winner horse, gets this one on Saturday. I think you can follow him with a bit of confidence. Uh, when he wins one, he wins four punters. Sounds good, mate. Race four, Grinders Coffee Lightning Handicap. Favourite we got is Usmanov. Uh, Anthony and Trent Edmonds at $2.25. Second line of betting is Boomtown Lass with Glenn Boss on board at $3.70. Uh, Dr. Zeus, $5.50. And then you're getting out of double figures, $10 Spurcraft. Uh, handy horse for Kelly Schweder. But um, yeah, mate, a bit of a speed map here. And who's winning? I'll tell you who's going to win in a minute, Fish. This is going to be a fast race punters over a thousand metres. Dr. Zeus. Uh, I think from gate two, looks to get the lead. Tycoon Ace probably sits outside. That second pairing, Boomtown Lass Usman of Hail Manhattan. Uh, I think this one's going to be a bit short of Hail Manhattan's best. Uh, then you've got Snow Valley, Spurcraft and the rest. Really interesting race, this one, Fish. Uh, over 900 metres last start in the, what's called the Bat Out of Hell at Gold Coast. Uh, Usmanov beat Sugar Boom, a very smart one from the Golan Yard. Boomtown Lass, a uh, pretty good record first up as well. I'm going with Dr. Zeus on top here, horse that uh, I've been on the, the good side of a couple of times. Uh, low draws are really, a really big positive for this horse. Went out a win, went out a winner last start, I should say. Uh, the sunny coast over 1,200 metres. I think that holds it in really good stead. Uh, five starts, two wins first up. Her, likes the, the distance. Has had a few cracks at Eagle Farm. Uh, so won't be unfamiliar to the track. Uh, I think the big key to this horse first up is running that 1,000 metres. Uh, last time it was first up over 1,000 metres or 1050 was at Doom, and it carried 61.5 kilos and one on a soft deck. So uh, with Benny Thompson, 54 kilos on board, uh, I'm tipping Dr. Zeus as a winner for the fourth. How did you see it? I, um, I really struggle with this race. I like the look of Usmanov and Boomtown, Boomtown Lass, but I, um, I'm going with Boomtown Lass, $3.80. Um, she's just an absolute jet of a horse first up. Trial was sensational at Doombin recently, over 840 metres. So she's certainly coming to this on the fresh side. Um, they've got Glenn Box on board. Tricky draw in barrier 10, but I think she can give the favourite a good run for her money in this, in this race. Um, and... Usmanov will be more danger, but yeah, I'm going to be playing those two horses and I'll take the $3.80 about Boomtown Lass in this one. But um, looks a tricky race. A lot of, uh, I actually had a lot of fun doing this race and and um, I could probably talk all day about this one, but um, definitely wouldn't talk you out of backing Boomtown Lass with uh, hopefully it's a bit of group one bossing on board there for you, Fishy. Um, I will say to the punters before we move on that. Uh, don't discount Hale Manhattan as a place chance. Uh, I did say that uh, this horse will get better over further, but coming from the the Peter and Will Holbert yard, that one's in uh, pretty good form, having criminal defence win the it was the lead up the rough habit leading into the Derby, so uh, can can get them going for a, a big race or or get them going for a bit of a target race. Uh, this horse will definitely want, like I said, definitely want a bit further winning over. 16 and 1700 metres, but uh, low weight, uh, don't count him out on uh, on Saturday, punters. Yeah, I've been keeping my eyes about Glenn Boss actually after his recent outrageous comments of uh, Sir Dragonay and Zaki not beating anyone, and then 
Zaki went out and won by about eight lengths. So I feel like Bossy's been a bit quiet last week or so, and I reckon he might be able to come come in with a bang this week and get a few winners because, yeah, some of those uh, comments have been pretty outrageous. But anyway, good viewing, been good. Bit of a mid bit of a mid pod rant because I think that you went with Zaki in the the Doom and Cup uh, before your little hiatus there, and I was all Sir Dragon A, and Zaki's absolutely bolted him. Yeah, that's right, Zaki. Well, no, to be honest with you, I didn't. I um I had Sir Dragon A and Mugger to I thought they had just proven themselves oh. at the class. And, yeah, I wasn't on Zaki either, but when I watched the race, um, I was certainly taken. I was very taken by that. It was probably. I remember just looking at the TV for a while going, fuck, did I really witness that? That was pretty impressive, eh? And then good numbers on the clock. So, yeah, Zucky certainly shut Bossy up and 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 me as well. Yeah, silly that I forgot there was an Aussie bloodstock horse going around there. Of course, you've tipped it. But um, yeah. talking race four there, Fish, you're with uh, Boomtown Lass and I'm Dr. Zeus. Maybe another little two-bet play, and I don't think the punters will be losing there. That's it, mate. And um, speaking of Aussie Bloodstocks, they get one in this next race coming up. Ascot Green Morton Cup over uh, 1,200 metres. This is actually a Group 2 race. Uh, the favourite is Splintex from the Mark Newnham Stable, $2.70. Second line of betting is Varda from the Godolphin Yard, who had a good win last start, $4.80. Uh, the Astrologist, Benny Thompson, $8.50. Baller, who... Looks like Tony Gollins got back on track as well, eight dollars fifty. And then you got Stampy nine fifty and double figures for the last couple of horses. Um, what do you expect here, mate? High tempo or? Uh, yeah. Before I get into official maps, fish that uh, that do have this as a fast run, twelve hundred meters. Uh, I said off the top of the pod that uh, this group two, the Morton Cup, is a ballot exemption into the Stradbroke. Uh, interesting to note that Splintex won't be going there. That's the, the information that I saw today. Uh, Varda highly unlikely. And I saw in an interview with Tony Golan, Baller won't be going either. So uh, the angle that I came into this race with initially was who's, who's targeted this race to then back up seven days and run well in the Stradbroke. Um, before we get into that, punters, I will get into the speed map because uh, special reward gate five goes forward, makes the first pair with Stampy. I think uh, Splintex from gate one, if he doesn't lead, will obviously have the one one with wisdom of water outside him. Uh, the astrologist probably getting back there. I think Baller and Varda make up the third pairing. Uh, and then it's Scalapini, Zanaya, and uh, like I said, the astrologist. So, Fish, I came into this one thinking, all right, what? who's, who's targeted at this race? to go on and run a good race in the Stradbroke. I personally couldn't find anything. Uh, so I've had to go a bit of a different way with this one. Before I do, uh, obviously our good friend, Nick Lloyd, Lloydy, he has, he threw up Stampy for me, uh, or to me uh, today from the Chris Munciard with Larry Cassidy on board. So I thought that one was quite interesting. But uh, Fish, I'm just going to back the best horse in this race and come out a winner on top. That's Splintex. Uh, this horse, not last start, but the start before, won the Group 3 Hallmark, beating uh, Rainy Air and the like by half a length. That was a Group 3 level. Um, I don't think disgraced in the, the 10,000 uh, on a sort of a soft deck where he really doesn't like it. Finished six, but was only a length and a half off of Eduardo. Uh, important to note that this horse is a stallion, so winning the Group 2 uh, will be really important for 
uh, him as a stallion going to stud. Uh, I think Mark Newton probably targeted him uh, this horse, having rock hard fit. Josh Parr goes on board, only 57 kilos. Uh, I think when you look at Splintex compared to a horse like Scalopini, who's got 56, he's in really well at the weights. Uh, I think it's really easy, mate. You back the best horse in this race and you get in the queue because uh, I think that's the angle to play on this race. How did you see it? Yeah, you're spot on there about picking the best horse in the race and you've definitely found the best horse in the race. Uh, Splintex is coming out of some very high-rated races in Sydney. And also, just to note for punters, Josh Parr is absolutely on fire at the moment. He's absolutely killing it. So barrier one for Splintex is perfect. Um from a punting perspective, I, I've sort of put the astrologist on top just because we're getting the $8.59 mark. Um, I've got it as a two-horse race personally myself, Splintex and the astrologist. So, um, yeah, I was going to have an each-way play on the, the astrologist just because I can almost get the same price for a place as the win. But that's if we get eight starters on Saturday. But, um, yeah, I think you're right about Splintex. I usually had Splintex marked down as a heavy track type of horse, but if you look at look at look at the record, he's got plenty of wins on a good track as well. So I think you're on the money, mate. Splintex would be very hard to beat. And if there's one that can beat it, I'd probably say it'd be the astrologist. Easy done. So chips in, splintex on that one, mock cut, gets a bit of value for the stud fee and uh and it's easy done. Sounds good. I found a bit of value in this next race. Um, the new turf spear chief handicap. They got some cracking names up here this weekend too, which is uh also exciting. <laughs> I don't think you saw um, the one. I don't think you saw the one. I think it was last week. The Chief De Beers, Chief De Beers, uh, the four X yeah. Chief De Beers handicap. I think that was the race. So it's, that's a great name for a race. Yeah, that's a cracker. Anyway, um, in this one we got uh, one of our mates that led down our Let It Ride recently. Groundswell, a favourite at three dollars thirty. Uh, second line of betting, Charlize. We had a good win last start in Sydney with Louise Day on board, actually. $5.50. Louvoir at $6.50. Um, you're going down to Goldie Fox from the Anthony and Trent Edmonds stable at $7.50. It's Lily, $10. Um, yeah, then you get down to double figures the rest. How did you, how's the speed map, mate? And you found value here or you like the favourite? Uh, I'll start with the speed map, Fish, because uh, Groundswell and... Uh, well, Groundswell will go forward and official maps have him leading on Saturday. Uh, Lee Castile and East Asia make up the second pair. Louvois there uh, just off the pace and then it's a bit of a throwing a dart at a dartboard. You've got It's Lily, Immortal Love, Charlize, Flashar, Sokoto, Goldie Fox and then Fort Wayne and Lovey Lucy go back. Fisher came into this race and I didn't really want to find Groundswell off his last run and, and even as you were going through the field, I watched that that race at Doombin and it just wasn't, just wasn't him. Um, I think it was just too fast to run race for him and he was really gassed uh, by the time they got into the straight there. So I like the booking of Nashville Willa for Groundswell on Saturday for the Freeman Yard and that is who I'm going to stick with. I'm going to forgive him for that last run. It was a bit of a weird... I think it was a bit of a weird BRC. Sorry, punters, I got the race wrong there. A uh, bit of a weird BRC... Uh, where Emerald Kingdom won at, uh, I think it was fair odds on, on the day. But um, we'll go forward and lead. Smaller field than uh, previous start groundswell. Giving him for his last start. Loves a good deck, loves the distance. Uh, hoping he likes the, the Eagle Farm track first go. 
uh, winning at the likes of uh, Morfordville and uh, even winning at, at Bendigo and the like, uh, a big track won't be an issue for him. Hoping he enjoys going that uh, clockwise way the second time round. Um, and I'm going to stick with a bit of a boyfriend of mine as uh, Groundswell on top. Mish, how do you see it? Sweet, mate. Um, yeah, look, I think this is a very open race. I found this one really tricky, but I've been drawn to this mare before East Asia from the Heathcote stable with McAvoy on board. Um, I've backed her a few times, actually, and still yet to see the breakthrough for a nice win. But uh, I had a good look at her at Gosford when she was there for the coast race, 1,600 metres, and I like what I saw um, well, from a mounting yard perspective. And obviously that track's really tricky, so... Gosford track with a big field, 1,600 metres. Uh, I just don't think she handled it, really. Um, dropping, going back up to Queensland, Eagle Farm, stepping back to 1,500 and, and McAvoy sticking on is a couple of ticks for me. So I uh, had the price of $15 and $4 on um, Southern Cross Bet. I'll be having an each way double on East Asia. And then my danger was your horse, mate, Groundswell, uh, as long as he gets to the front and leads. It uh, doesn't look to be too much tempo around. So from Barry and I, should be able to get there. And yeah, like you said about the booking of Nash, that's a pretty strong indication that they're going to ride positively out of the gates and try and take it on. So um, yeah, I'll be having an East Way play on East Asia. Really important to note for the punters. I mean, last start was over 1,350 metres and the start before was over 1,400. But I think this horse really enjoys controlling a slower tempo. Uh, and Nash is a perfect jockey for that. Um, the, you know, the 50 metres uh, sort of might make up that three seconds of, of difference between the times in that BR sprint compared to that City of Adelaide uh, Cup at Morfordville. Um, but I'm not going to read too much into the 50 metres of distance. I think the tempo in this race is going to be key to this horse. If they're going slow early, um, and maybe you bet in play punters, uh, if you're going slow early, Groundswell, I think, is your horse, especially if he's in front. Uh, but certainly wouldn't talk you out of East Asia there, Fish. Yeah, awesome, mate. Uh, we'll move on now to the Magic Millions National Classic. It's over 1,600 metres, which is a three-year-old and Phillies and mares race. Current favourite is Nudge from the Wallace Stable at $4.60. Uh, second line of betting there is uh, Natoya from the Wendy Roach Yard, hopefully Probably uh, sipping a few wines and having some pizza as we speak. Bloody <laughs> and you got Polly Gray, Polly Gray, six dollars fifty. Uh, Rock o'clock, who I got a bit of time for, six dollars fifty. In good health is also six fifty. So it's a very open race. Yamazaki's eleven dollars, and then then you're getting out to larger larger odds. The rest. Who did you like in this one, mate? Uh... And mate. I think I found a bit of value here, Fish. A horse that I couldn't believe the odds that they threw up for her. Um, before I get into the on top, her official match have this one going pretty slow. Perfect deal and in good health from the Moody Yard. Uh, make up the first pairing fabric there in the sort of the 1-1. One, one, Gemma Scotland and Polly Gray behind fabric. Uh, Nudge and Akari making up a fourth pair. Then Rock O'Clock, Yamazaki, Oliferous. Uh, walking, flying, shop till I drop and the pizza eater out the back. Uh, Fish, I saw sort of each way odds for this horse and if I go and have a look with Southern Cross bet, they'll easily be each way but I reckon it'll be at least $3 the place and you need to get around it, punters. Uh, yep, $11 and three thirty. So 
this horse with a length and a half off the favourite its last start in the Pam O'Neill at Doom. And the start prior, uh, one at listed level over 1,400 metres uh, beating. Uh, Jemba Scotland, Goldie Fox, uh, Akage, uh, a few good ones uh, in Queensland at the moment. Mate, uh, Yamazaki with Hugh Bowman on top I've got here. Uh, the slow race concerns me a little bit, but this horse is just absolutely flying. Uh, has definitely got the turn of foot to, to win a race like this. And I think also probably has the tactical speed. I think uh, something that was really encouraging from the last start uh, for this horse was the mid-race move from Hugh Bowman. So if he's not happy with the pace uh, early, uh, if he doesn't put this mare in the first couple of pairs early, he'll he'll definitely make a move and look to, to steal the race from the rivals. Uh, I think $11 and $3.30 with Simon Cross at the moment uh, is really good shopping fish. And I'm just going to stick with uh, Yamazaki, who I think is absolutely flying in the moment. How do you see it? Yeah, Yamazaki's going really well. Um, I'm coming out of the same form line as that. I'm actually sticking with the, the horse that beat Yamazaki that race, uh, Nudge. $5 with um, $4.60 with Karen McAvoy on board. Uh, she's just absolutely flying for Chris Waller. She um, broke a run of seconds last start with a win. Uh, the way she did it was very impressive. And I think she just looks better than these horses in the race. Uh, the good tracks, no worries. Obviously, there's a tricky draw coming out of 10 with a number of horses in the race. But you uh, you, you can sort of wipe that away when you get Karen, Karen McAvoy on board. He knows what he's doing. And then another horse that I've got a lot of time for, uh, Rock O'Clock, uh, $6.50. I think Rock O'Clock and Nudge are very close, should be closer in the market, but uh, Rock O'Clock goes up in the weight, up in weights because she's had two impressive wins over the 1,400 metres. Um, but she's also going great and handles the rock hard surface. Rachel knows the horse well, um, 1,600's perfect. And I was looking through Rachel King's rides. I think there's got to be one, one horse up there that she's going up there to ride with confidence because she's been hanging around Sydney. So yeah, it might be Rock O'Clock. I'm not too sure. But anyway, um, Nudge is my on-top selection and Rock O'Clock the danger. Certainly set up very well that race last start for Nudge to win off that mid-race move for Yamazaki. So I wouldn't talk you all the punters out of the favourite, especially with Karen McAvoy on board. I just think that uh, I just think each way odds for that horse, she's going to run a place at least. She's in great form. Uh, is Yamazaki, so I'm going to stick solid with her. Yeah, you can't go wrong with $3.30 a place, mate. That's a good bet. Uh, not too bad at all. Now we're heading on to the big one, uh, the James Squire Queensland Oaks, 2,200 metres for our three-year-olds. Currently top of the market is Bargain from that uh, Mark Newnham stable with Josh Parr. That's a good combination at the moment, but $4.80 for Bargain. Second line of betting is Jewess from the Edward Cummings stable. Hugh Bowman sticks $5.50. Um, Grace and Harmony is $5. Uh, then you got Media Award from the Chris Calthorpe stable with John Allen on board at $8. Only Words is $8. Craig Williams on for Chris Waller. Charm Star, $8.50. Um, then you're getting out to some pretty juicy odds the rest. What's the um, speed map like in this one? Speed map for this one, Fish, another Waterhouse bot horse that will uh, go forward is Splendiferous from Gate 2. Uh, Isafar from Gate 10 with Luke Dittman and 
on board for Chris Waller goes forward and I think sort of makes that leading pair. Uh, Ruru and only words. And then it's really sort of, I don't know, I think I've got to, I don't have as good a grip on these fillies as I think you do, Fish. So I'm going to go to you for your on-topper in a, in a minute. But uh, official maps have sort of Grace of Harmony, Media Award, Charm Star, starting sort of the midfield with Juwais, uh, Signora Nera, then Good Soys will definitely go back, Bargain, Rebel, Rama and Yatton. Uh, who did you have on top here, Fish? Like I said, I think you've got a much better grip on these fillies than I do. Uh, a bit of an ick race for yeah. me when I started doing it. Yeah, right. I think it's a great race, and I think it's going to be a tricky one for um, punters to work out because when you look at the speed map, there's going to be there's going to be a couple of tactics there that are going to have to be used because a lot of those horses like to sit at the back. But if you if you wait and if you have a look at this one, there's only two horses really that like to go forward and put put pressure on. So I think um, I've got Jewis on top, five dollars fifty, and. Um, I just think out of the form lines, that was the sort of form that I wanted to take out of it. Um, she won the Adrian Knox and then finished second in the in the Oaks, which oh, and then went to the Oaks, which seemed to come up a little bit too quick, but she ended up finishing second. That was the ATC Oaks. She's um, had a freshen up since then. Hugh Bowman's ridden her in a trial. Um, so I think the five weeks, five or six weeks gap in between, I think, in one run, one trial, probably helps her out, stepping back to the 2200 here. Uh, so Jewel's on top for me. The danger I had was Grace and Harmony, who's been going quite well and then stepped out to 2,000 metres last start and sort of looked to show a bit of promise and then didn't really go on with it. So I think the only query with her is that probably getting a little bit deep into the preparation. Uh, I think this is start number five or maybe even six this prep. So that's getting pretty on for a three-year-old. Um, but apart from that, um, I think there's a couple of horses that are coming through and showing promise, but they certainly don't have the form lines that Jewish, Grace and Harmony and Bargain have. Um, and the other thing is, Bargain for me, I, I can only I could only back Bargain on a wet track. Seven starts on a good track for no win. So, yeah, Jewish is my uh, my on top selection. But um, who do you think you're going to put your money on? I. I'm gonna. I've been sort of thinking about this as you've been talking, Fish. I definitely wouldn't talk you out of uh, uh, out of Grace and Harmony or Duays there, but I'm gonna play a real smoke and mirrors sort of a a setup from Chris Waller here because he's absolutely he's a repeat offender for doing this, and I think if the punters don't get if they don't have a couple on this horse just in case, I think they're mad. Uh, Eater for Gate Ten. Luke Dittman on board. I think they go to the front, just set a really strong pace for these fillies. Some of them returning from little freshen ups and things like that. Some of them have been up for a, a while uh, here and some probably don't have the fitness that they really need. Uh, I think even a horse like Meteor Award probably just had an absolute birthday to win the Australian Oaks last start and, and probably didn't really beat a great deal either uh, at Morphaville there. So... I'm going to tip Isafar on top at uh, what can you have there with Southern Cross as I get that here, punters. $17 the win and five the place, much more generous than some of the big corps. So if you're not doing it, punters, get around Southern Cross. Um, yeah, Spike and Mirrors play from me here. Fish, I think, goes forward, runs a really strong pace, leads, maybe gets some chasing early and too much work to do late, and Anisafar is our Queensland Oaks champion. That's what I'm tipping. 
I like it, mate. And yeah, just the only other thing I had a look at uh, going through the form here was that, you know, you can sort of put your money on a horse that's sort of shown promise of that 1600, 1800 meter mark and then stretch it out to the 2000. But this is going a step step extra. This is 2200. There's not many horses here that have really gone that far. And then you go into obviously Bargain has. Bargain's raced to 2400. Um, and then with Jewish, you've got, she won. First up, it's over 1,600, and then won again over 2,000 metres and then went straight into the 2,400-metre race and went down and photo finished. So you, there's certainly plenty of staying potential in uh, Jewess or Jewace, however you want to say it. But um, the, the big question mark, the only question mark I can see really is has she gone away from that preparation and then you know, she's got to have one trial and come back in and go again straight into a 2,200. That's the only query for me, but... I think I'll just be placing my money there with a, a smaller bet and hopefully uh, Duos and Huey Bowman can get the job done. This race really reminds me of the Kingsford Smith last week fish where I had, I think it was five bets in the race, and I'm not making that up, five bets in the race at three or four different times in the race. I thought, cool, I've, I've found the winner here. And then Vega 1 jumps out of nowhere. I've had five bets in the race. I've backed Vega 1. Vega 1's won the race, and I've still come out on top. This race just screams of that. Like, you could, if you went with your play that you're leaving bargain out because you can only back her on a wet track and you just take the next five or six in the market, you can come out a winner still. Yeah, absolutely. There's plenty of ways you can play this race. And yeah, it makes it quite exciting. Uh, we'll move on to the last race, which is the Neighbor 106.9 Queensland Day Stakes. Um, this is another tricky one I found, but. There's two favourites here on equal line of betting, $3.90, two exciting horses from Queensland, Georgie's Pride and Kizikano. Uh, they're both going quite well. Um, second line of betting, you've got our Playboy from the Price and Kent stable, who are probably uh, still a bit frustrated about outing last week. But anyway, they've got our Playboy here at 7 bucks, And then you've got Rocketing Buy, who's, yeah, sort of gone off the boil a little bit recently, $8 and a poor draw here in 14 Mass destruction, $8, and then getting out the big figures the rest. How are we, uh, how are we looking here, mate, for a map and who's winning? Uh, I'm going to start off the top by saying that Kisikano won't win this race, Fish. Uh, it had a dead set birthday last start at Doombin. Uh, got the rails run. Literally everything went right. You can't back that horse to win another race. Uh, getting into a speed map, uh, Kisikano, the horse that I just speak of, and Tramonto, uh, Tramonto sorry, make up the first pair. Georgie's Pride and uh, Stre- are we pronouncing that Streaker? Yeah, we'll go with Streaker. That's interesting. Streaker make up the second pair, uh, but I like it. Punters, Fleet Dove, uh, they're sort of a third pairing. Uh, Satana and Mass Destruction, then it's uh, probably one of your horses, Fish. Zephyr Brook in those uh, Aussie Bloodstock colours, our Playboy, Rocketing By, and Garoppolo makes up the last uh plenty of angles to play in this one the fish uh could probably make cases for mass destruction that he's been unlucky the last couple uh, not to get a win uh i think rocketing by is absolutely gone uh like i said kisikano can't win another race so uh i'm going the short way home here i'm going with the inform pair georgie's pride on top for me uh, has put up an absolute picket fence uh, at Eagle Farm of late. Uh, four goes at the track and trip 
for three wins. Uh, going back and having a look at the the last run over sort of that that twelve hundred meters was a, nearly a four and a half length win. Uh, admittedly, at a different uh, level of company, but you can't ignore the dominance in that. Uh, I think it's a really good run uh, from gate third. Well, despite that wide run of, of wide gate of gate thirteen. Jim Paul, uh, sorry, Jim Byrne, Desley Forster, uh, good deck, track and trip, tick, 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 drops in weight, uh, easy bet to have in the last fish. Georgie's pride on top. How did you see it? Um, yeah, well, when I first looked at her, I thought I was going to dive into the uh, Kizikano and Georgie's pride form, but then I found a horse called Mass Destruction who's found Hugh Bowman on board, coming out of Barrier 9, which is tricky, but... A lot of the horses here that are at the better end of the market have tricky draws. Um, and you look at Mass Destruction's record on a good track. Never missed a placing on a good track. Um, 11 placings in 13 starts. And then you look who's beaten at the last two starts. Two starts ago, got beat by Apache Chase. And then the next start after that, got beat by Georgie's Pride. So I'm going to tip um, Hugh Bowman and Golan here to turn the table simply from the price perspective, $9. Um, and a five-time place placings from five starts at Eagle Farm. So I'm going to have an each-way play on mass destruction here. And then the only other one I was just thinking of, how about you picture this? Glenn Boss just stripping the kid off and <laughs> riding down on the streaker down the home straight. That's one that I uh, went into the back of my head, but I won't be touching that one. There's, Mass destruction. Uh, I tell you what, Streaker wins the last, and there's another horse on this card that he's riding. And I'm just <laughs> finding it here, punters. Uh, it's early in the card. Where is it? Uh, Boomtown last. No, 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 no. It's one with a really. Uh, Why we drink? That's the one. Where's that? That's ridden by Bossy earlier in the card, isn't it? Race two, Glen Boss, why we drink. That'll be why I drink on Sunday. Oh, sorry, Saturday, is if he rides streaker in the last. That will be, you know what? If there's an omen punter out there, they might want to go a little place, Maldi. Why we drink into streaker. And uh, if we see anyone with their kid off trackside at Eagle Farm, we know exactly why. But um, definitely wouldn't talk you out of mass destruction was a horse that, uh, that was very easy to make a case for. King Golan. Uh, obviously, we'll have that horse ready to go. Uh, another horse that I'll make mention of, Fish, before we sort of get into best bets for the weekend, uh, Garoppolo the, down the bottom there, this uh, this big gelding of, uh, of Marion Brosnan's, uh, was well out of the race last start, but uh, whose last 600 metres still reeled off a 34.39 uh there at Zooman over 11.10. I think going out to the, the uh, this is the 1,200 metres uh, is only going to be an advantage for him. Uh, I think from gate one, can probably get a couple of pairs further forward than he has in his last couple of starts. Uh, big odds. I wouldn't wouldn't be surprised at all to see that horse rattle home for at least a, a place. But uh, I'm going George's pride. You're going mass destruction. Uh, history shows a bit of an exactor there, and maybe that's the play for the punters. And uh, the Queensland Day Stakes, uh, we finish at a winner on the card. Yeah, that'd be nice, wouldn't it? It's always um, always good to get a winner in the last. And I don't know what it is. I swear every time I do form, doesn't matter where it is, I always find the last race the trickiest. 
I'm not sure if it's my brain playing games with me if, if or if they always just put the hardest race on last. But anyway, yeah, each way for me, mass destruction. But it's a, yeah, it's a nice um, nine-race card on the weekend. Absolutely. Before we get into best bets for the card, Bishop, have you got anything out wide for the punters on Saturday? Because I've actually got a couple here. Yeah, I've got two. Um, one down in Melbourne, race four, Invincible Caviar, which is uh, one of Black Caviar's um, horses. Anyway, uh, $6. Moody's been talking her up and I uh, had a recent jump out down in, uh, or sorry, yeah, down in Melbourne, I think. And uh, from all reports, the jump out was quite good. So $6.250, I'm going to have an each way to play on that. But um, all I wanted to say to the punters was to, to go and have a look because they reckon um, this one's the closest um, in terms of action compared to Black Caviar. And then I've gone out of Rose Hill, race four as well. I'm pretty pretty big fan of Oscar Zulu, who's paying um, $7.50 in that race. So there'll be two bets outside of Queensland. What about you? I actually found in race three at Flemington, Chief Altoni Fish, I think, uh, won really well at Ballarat last start on an absolute mud pit. Uh, loves the uh, loves the trip there on Saturday at Flemington over that 1400 metres facing a lot of horses that probably sort of don't probably just not much chop but uh, the other horse that I did uh, that I was going to say and and you've already mentioned her is Invincible Caviar I was actually listening to the racing show this afternoon and I, I uh, am yet to be able to find this jump out apparently it was hot uh, one by eight lengths uh, took the took the, the jump out away in half a dozen strides. Uh, I'm invincible as a sire and black caviar. That's a pretty good recipe. Um, yeah, apparently, absolutely elite jump out. I'm about to go and try and find it. I was uh, not long home from work before we started recording, so I haven't had the time today. But uh, apparently, absolutely elite from some really good jump out judges, and uh, and that was the other horse that I found. Uh, I didn't have much else for the punters there. Um, just a few on the, the Eagle Farm card for the day. Uh, Michigan in race six is a horse that we've found a couple of times. Fishing a, a horse that I think is quite talented is race six at Flemington. But uh, that's about it from me. Yeah, sounds good, man. I'm glad you found Chief El Tony there because I'm not going to uh, make the decision at this early stage, but obviously the letter ride is with me this week and... Um, on early glance, I was thinking about playing Chief Altoni, but um, I'll be making that decision tomorrow night when I've um, finished another load of form. Anyway, who was your best in value on the Eagle Farm card? Uh, best for me at Eagle Farm. Uh, just having a look, making up my mind a bit here, punters. I'm going to go. Actually, I'm going to go early. I'm going to go race two, Volcanic Rock, Craig Williams, Gay Waterhouse, Adrian Botts. Gets the job done. Uh, next best of the day. Uh, take your pick out of race three, uh, Red Chase for Des Forster and Jim Byrne or Georgie's Pride in the last four, the same pairing. Um, and then I think I've found some, I think I've found some really good value in, in uh, Yamazaki in race seven. Who do you have for, uh, for your best and, and uh, value? Lock and low, mate. Best bet of the day, race two, Volcanic Rock. So we're on there, and then um, I'm confident that in race six, East Asia will we'll get the place for us at $3. But um, make sure you play it each way because I think Karen McAvoy can steal the win there at $14 as well. So 
bit of value there for punters and uh, looking forward to watching the races on the weekend. Absolutely, mate. And you uh, you did make mention of it um, uh, in regards to the letter bet. My my form uh, since we started the the little endeavour has been absolutely atrocious. I, I, I think I've done what two really good leaders... I've combined some attributes to two really good leaders, Fish, and, and I think you'll agree with me on this. Uh, I think a really good leader in Barack Obama delegated a lot of tasks and, and did a really good job of that as, as president of, of the US. Uh, and Lord Volandis uh, of the ARL just gets in there and makes some calls and gets some stuff done. So I'm taking a leaf out of both books. I'm just putting the foot down, Volandis style, saying I'm not doing any more let it ride and I'm going to let you take care of it, mate, because your strike rate... Well, I actually, actually, I don't have a strike rate. <laughs> I have another yeah, winner. No, yeah, no worries, mate. Well, I'm going to try and um, play me card wisely this weekend. My only worry with Chief Altonia at this stage is I think when um, some bigger punters than myself and probably yourself have a look at that race, I'm pretty confident they're going to find find what we found and Chief Altonia might start a bit short. So I'll have another glance over the form tomorrow and we'll get it posted on uh, the Brilliance Racing Socials who I've selected and hopefully we can get let it ride rolling and get a couple of winners in a row, which I'm confident we can, Marley, we turn it around. Looking forward to it. Yeah. It's got to start at some point, Fish, and I'm giving all trust to you. Uh, so like we said there, partners, stay tuned. The Let It Ride will be going up on Brilliant Socials. Uh, we'll update you where we're going there. For anyone that's listening to this for the first time, trying to put a bit of coin together for the National Jockey Trust. So haven't been doing them any favours so far with my form. Uh, you were able to get a win there one day, Fish, with uh, Count Darupi, but uh, I butchered it after that. So uh, hopefully find another winner there on Saturday for you. Uh, that's all from us here, punters. Uh, massive massive day there. A really interesting card at, at uh, Eagle Farm for Queensland Oaks Day. So uh, I'll have my preview out there on Saturday morning once, uh, to be honest, once I get to do a little bit more form and have a bit more of a look at the card, three Three uni assignments due this week and one on on Monday has sort of taken up a lot of my time, unfortunately. But uh, I'll go through, have a bit more of a look. Preview will be up on Saturday morning for Eagle Farm and Fish. You'll have uh, – where are they going around in there? It's, uh, are they Rose Hill on Saturday? Rose Hill on Saturday, yeah, mate. Looking forward to it. Yep. So Fish will have Rose Hill. We'll get you all the best that we can there. Uh, like we said off the top – show is sponsored by Southern Cross. So if you haven't already, partners, go and have a chat to, to Luke and Jack. They'll look after you. And uh, please remember to gamble responsibly. Fish, really good to have you back this week, mate. Yeah, thanks, mate. It was good to be back. Um, obviously a bit crooked last week, but yeah, it was nice to speak a few races with you again. And I'm looking forward to uh, looking at your winners on the weekend from Queensland and mine from Sydney. And hopefully we get a bit of a fill up. Absolutely, mate. Well, uh, that's all from me. Thank you again for joining me, mates. Uh, we'll be back next week for Massive Cards, Strike Break Day next week. Uh, I will be lathering up uh, for a lot of form there uh, coming into what is the marquee day of the, the Brisbane Winter Carnival punters. Uh, so big show coming up next week. Uh, Fish, again, thank you very much for your time. Uh, punters, thank you for listening as well. Bet up and have a fill up this weekend and we'll see you next week for Strike Break Preview. Cheers, Jack. Happy punning, guys.